to This Grit and Grace Life, a podcast for strong women and those who want to be. From the boardroom to the bedroom, car lines to college, single, married, or single again, real talk for women embracing this grit and grace life. Let's get into it. Well, hey, girl, hey, and welcome to This Grit and Grace Life. My name is Julie Graham. I'm a widowed boy mom. I'm kind of into fashion and fitness. It's my passion to encourage women to be bold and just be you. And I definitely speak fluent emoji. And I'm Darlene Brock, and I am a wife. I am a mother of two grown daughters. I'm a noni, which is grandmother, but I don't (laughs) say that out loud very much. And let's see, what do I love in life? I love tools. I know you do. It's so cool. I do. I mean, one of my favorite places to be is in the garage working at my workbench. Um, But anyway, welcome to This Great and Grace Live. Here at the Grit and Grace Project online magazine and this Grit and Grace Life podcast, it's our desire to encourage women to walk in the strength that we believe is in them. In fact, that's why we created this community for women. And we figured that there's no better way for us to celebrate a big milestone than to really take some time to unpack what it looks like to be a strong woman. I mean, because it's a big deal what's happening today here. At the it Grit- is. We. This is our hundredth episode. A hundred, Julie hundred. Yeah. Can you believe it? I mean, I didn't think I could talk that much. I knew you could, <laughs> but I wasn't sure I could. <laughs> I mean, a hundred is like a big milestone. When you think of a hundred, it's, you know, usually a big deal. And we, we count things that are important in hundreds. Like I, I like my dollars in hundreds, if I'm being honest. <laughs> I mean, I don't have a lot of them, but I mean, if I had a hundred dollars, I kind of feel awesome. Yeah. It feels good. My favorite emoji these days is the 100 emoji. Oh, I know. I get it all the time. Mm-hmm. Well, that's how you know I'm, I'm happy with something. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, you're from the music world. Aren't charts like important? In- oh, yeah. Top 100 billboard chart, top, you know, 90s, the top 100 songs in the 90s or the 80s or the 70s or whatever decade that you want. Yeah, 100s qualify everything. So for us, this is an exciting time. So to be honest, I wanted to make this episode a hundred things that every strong woman wants to know, and you shot me down so fast. Okay, come on, ladies. She did. She really did. She <laughs> she lobbied for it. It wasn't just a suggestion. It was, I think we could come up with a hundred. A hundred would be great. And I'm like, it's like reading the encyclopedia in 30 <laughs> minutes. So no. So Dar pulled her, you know, boss babe card and said, no, we're doing 10. <laughs> so we are going to be coming out with an accompanying article for the Grit and Grace Project, which I think is a great compliment. Compromise, right? It I mean, is. Isn't that what life and relationships are about? Compromise. You got it. it is. <laughs> so we are going to put together a full 100 list of things you need for your grit and grace life, but we're going to put that at the grit and grace project. So there's still some, some time for you to participate and have your idea featured in that article. So if you can think of something that makes women strong, we want you to email us. Or you can DM us on social media, something that you think makes a woman strong, and we'll be sure to shout you out if we include your idea in that upcoming article. But on this episode, for our 100th celebration, we want to share 10 things that every strong woman needs to know for her grit and grace life. Yeah, and I think it's things that we have learned and talked about. and Still learning. Still learning, still, <laughs> still growing in. But the first one I think is really, really important. Don't believe everything you hear. Oh, isn't that the truth? And you know, as I even thought about that idea of believing everything I hear, something I've learned from our friend, Dr. Zoe, is that the person I listen to the most is myself. Oh, like I talk a lot. Let's keep it real. But (laughs) 
Think about how my mind is constantly going. And I'm telling myself things all the time. And the truth is, is some of the things I tell myself is garbage. It's true, Julie. I think all of us do that. We will, you, you know, in the last few days, I have beaten myself up for something I didn't do the way I wanted. And, you know, if I sit and listen to me saying, you didn't do it, you failed, you didn't do you it should right, have. Mm-hmm. you should have, then you know what? I shouldn't listen to that. I shouldn't believe that any more than I believe what I hear about somebody else. Yeah. So you, you, you can't always trust yourself. And as much as you love, you know, your friends, you can't always trust your friends because we have this little thing about being humans that sometimes we're out for our own benefit more than somebody else's. Or we heard something that somebody else heard and we feel the need to share it when we shouldn't because it may not even be true in the first mm-hmm. place. So, you know, don't don't automatically assume whatever you hear from anyone is true. Something I've learned over the last few years as I've really been on this quest to um, know myself better and to grow into the Julie Graham I am supposed to be, one of the hardest lessons I've really had to learn is that even some of the people I love and respect the most don't always know what is best for me. I can't just assume that the people in positions of authority in my life, whether that's a parent or a pastor or a peer, not every single word that comes out of even those people's mouths are the truth I need in that moment. Oh, wait a minute. You mean our pastors aren't the ones that have everything right? I mean, this is dangerous, but yes, it's true because they're people. They're people. And you want to go to a place where you believe in what's being delivered. But at the same time, if I go back to the very word of God that we draw everything from, it tells us to test it, Mm -hmm. to find out, to study yourself. So, you know, they're probably right a whole lot of the time, but you need to know yourself what the Bible says. Well, yeah. I mean, that's the best way, especially in this whole idea of don't believe everything you hear. We really believe that the ultimate truth comes from God himself. So we have to be women who learn to know God's voice, which comes from knowing the word. It comes from um, understanding how he speaks through our circumstances, through his Holy Spirit, through the wisdom of these many counselors. So we are not at all saying that your pastor and your friends and um, you know, even sometimes the ideas you have yourself don't speak truth to you, but we're just saying it's not always truth. So there has to be a testing of anything that you're taking into um, into your process of making decisions and moving forward in any area of your life. Test it all. What's that verse that actually says that we're supposed to test everything we hear? It's First Thessalonians 5.21. And it says, test everything that is said and hold on to what is good. That applies to every every subject, every information source. I mean, really, I Google all kinds of things, but am I going to believe everything Google tells me? (laughs) Um, Some days, yes and no. (laughs) Well, I mean, a a really silly example. So I'm right now, I'm training for that competition I'm doing, the fitness competition. And I was was telling my friend about the, the meal plan that I'm on. And he questioned my trainer. And I'm like, well, he's my trainer. I mean, I'm paying him to tell me what to do. <laughs> and literally he Googled it and decided that, yes, it was fine. But we tested it in that moment. Like, just because he's the trainer doesn't mean he knows everything. This is how we have to process all things in our life. And that will make us stronger. So everything you read on the internet isn't true. Even everything we say on this podcast isn't always going to be the best truth. I mean, most of the time it's going to be, right? Or at least we make it up so we sound good. No, you're absolutely right. Don't believe everything we say any more than you believe everything anybody else says. But you know, we do say some pretty darn good things. So some of it's great. Some of these hundred episodes hopefully have helped somebody. (laughs) All right, girls. So don't believe everything you hear.
Okay. Everything is figure outable. That yeah. is definitely a word, right? It figure is. outable. If it's not, it should be. Because <laughs> we know there's a lot of things in life we need to figure out. And we're telling you it can be done. Yeah. You can figure it out. A strong woman can figure anything out. Sure. It might take a little bit of time. Okay. So, and that's part of it. Give yourself time. A new situation pops up. You got to research. You got to think through. You got to give it time. Yeah. And you might need to make a change. You might need mm. to do something different when you're trying to figure out how to change whatever's going on in your life. It could be a real problem. It could be a small problem. It could be, okay, I want to lose you know, this much weight. So go join Julie in the gym or not because it's way too hard. Um, but everything in the world is figure outable. Yeah. And I think something to remember with this is nothing lasts forever. Oh, it's true. I mean, when you're in the middle of some of the difficult things life offers, you feel like you're never going to get your head above water. You feel like this will never end. And, you know, look back, look at things that you thought that before, and you will realize this too will pass. And I think something that goes along with this kind of conversation is I'm guilty of it. And I think that we ladies are guilty of it. Sometimes when we're in the thick of something we don't like, even when we recognize that we probably need to be doing something different, we're just not quite ready to start that different thing. We want to chill out in a little bit of a pity party for a season. Mm -hmm. It's one thing to feel sad. It's one thing to feel like discouraged, but sitting and whining for a long period of time, it doesn't accomplish anything, but usually alienating the people that you're whining to over time. So don't, don't have your own pity party, work it out and move forward. So everything is completely figure outable. All right, number three is a big deal to us here at the Grit and Grace Project and this Grit and Grace Life. This is, I think, one of the things when, when somebody asks me, what makes the Grit and Grace Project different? Like, what is, what's the deal here? This is one of the things I always talk about because part of the reason you wanted to start this community is you wanted a place where women could be encouraged to be strong without having to degrade the male gender. Mm, I think that's a real fallacy in women's strength right now, is that to prove that we are strong, that we don't act like we respect men, we don't respect men, or we don't treat them in a manner that we show they are valuable too. They are as valuable as we are. They are equal to us. We are equal to them. So strong women respect men. Yeah, I'm going to link in the show notes for this episode to several articles that kind of talk about kind of our position on the fact that we really believe that there are incredible differences between our genders, and we delight in those differences. We think they're purposefully put there by our creator so that we can be interdependent, not codependent, um, but enjoy the fact that our gender has strengths that the men don't and vice versa. And that makes us stronger when we recognize and pull from those valuable traits. Yeah. And I think that we need to remember that, you know, being equal or being strong doesn't mean we don't act like a girl. You know, you love your eyelashes. You love to dress up. <laughs> you do. know, you love your heels. We can act like a girl and mm -hmm. still be strong. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think a fun fact that you may or may not know about the Grit and Grace Project is actually how many men work behind the scenes oh, with us. They do. In yeah. order to make this even possible. It's true. And I love the fact that they're behind the scenes doing all this little work. It's pretty great. <laughs> not little work. It's very no, it's powerful, big work, strong. And it's very important. I'm sorry. I diminished what they did. No, they are incredibly important to us being able to do what we do. And we recognize that without their strengths, we wouldn't be doing this thing at all. No. So remember this, ladies, strong women respect men. All right. The next one, Julie Graham, is laughter is the best medicine. I 
Cannot agree more. I love to laugh. I do too. I mean, we laugh at ourselves all the time. In fact, sometimes we'll have to turn the mics off because we're <laughs> laughing so hard we can't talk. Um, but yeah, it, it relieves every pressure in life, no matter what the circumstance is. Laughter kind of helps you out. Yeah, I think we have to learn to laugh at ourselves. Sometimes we have to learn to laugh at our circumstances. When something bad happens, when something unexpected happens, what if we learn to just take a minute and just laugh at it? Like, really? Definitely didn't see this coming. It's true. It's true. And are there not times you sit back and go, I cannot believe how insane this moment in time is? Yeah, because we have that phrase where, oh, we're going to laugh about this later. Or we try to laugh about something and then you're like, oh, was that too soon? Like, no, (laughs) let's just learn to laugh about things because even physiologically, there's something important that happens when we laugh. And so we at the Grit and Grace Project, we love to laugh and we actually make it a value of ours to figure out ways to kind of poke fun at some of the things that are just silly about us as women. And if we can take ourselves a little less seriously, I think we will seriously get a little further. Yeah. And it's, you know, I am bad. I mean, I I laugh at everything. So, you know, I laugh at funerals or at memorials when it's over. Did you laugh at Paul's funeral? No. Yeah. Well. You did? No, not during the the service, Julie, but afterwards, Dad and I did kind of laugh because you were just the cutest little thing. You had the cutest little dress. I mean, Julie... Julie, you <laughs> know, funny. she was styling for the day. What, of what course else? I was. Yeah. That was a big moment. I know. <laughs> I know. It was an important time. And Paul would have probably laughed right along with us and said, of course she wore her high heels and of her fancy dress. Of yeah. course I did. Yeah. Uh, that's funny. Well, and you know, Proverbs 31, we did a whole episode on Proverbs 31, which real quick, I'm just totally cheating and saying, go listen to that one next if you haven't. It's episode 92. But the Proverbs 31 actually talks about the strength of woman coming from this ability. Proverbs 31, 25 says, she is clothed with strength and dignity. She can laugh at the days to come. So literally the Bible says our strength comes from the ability we have to laugh. Yeah. Not just in the past, but the future too. So remember this, laughter is the best medicine. Okay. So we're halfway through and number five, I think is exactly what some of us mamas need to hear right now. Moms, you don't have to be perfect. Yeah, I feel like we could just stop there. Don't even have to unpack that thing. <laughs> the end. Yeah, the end. But it's true. We find ourselves so struggling sometimes mm-hmm. thinking, oh, I was just annoyed with you. That was probably horrible. I did something I wish I wouldn't have done. I said something. Oh, I should have shut up there. Well, yeah, probably true, but you don't have to be perfect to be a great mom. And and we all mess up. I think that sometimes we forget or we assume that we're the only ones making those mistakes. And it's just so not true. That's one of those negative self-loop things that we say to ourselves that all the other moms are getting it right. Or we compare ourselves to the strengths we see of other moms, the homeschool mom or, you know, the crafty mom or the smart mom. I'm... I'm none of those things, actually. <laughs> those are the things that I am not. Um, so if I if I focus on all of that, then I'm forgetting the strengths that I do have as a mom. And I just got to stop doing that. Yeah, you do. And you, if you your child loves crafts and you're not the crafty mom, go find your friend that's the crafty mom and say, hey, Saturday, what you doing? Let's make a craft. You help me out. And just find some other moms to help you when you feel like there's something you're not good at. But just because you're not good at something doesn't mean you're failing at motherhood, doesn't mean you need to be the perfect do everything right mom and you know our kids learn that they don't have to be perfect when we model this in front of them and i know that you know the push for perfection is such an area in my life that really trumps me up don't i want to model this well in front of my son so that he won't struggle the same as i have in these ways 
Yes. Uh, Yes, absolutely. And when you are annoyed and when you do something that, you know, you shouldn't have done, there's nothing wrong with saying, hey, I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. Your mom's sorry. She shouldn't have done that. I love you. Let's just move on because I want you to forgive me and let's move forward because you're teaching a whole new lesson. Exactly. I mean, it's not that there's nothing wrong with it. In fact, it's the perfect opportunity for us to be able to model grace, forgiveness, honesty, and even just being able to turn around and say, hey, this is this is what I did and let's move on from it. Now, when I ask my son to forgive me and he says no, and then I get annoyed all over again, I'm like, uh-oh, this cycle. I feel like this, this moment is never going to end. And there are times where I'm like, okay, he refused to forgive me. I think we're just going to move on from this moment. Yeah, because we don't have perfect children either. <laughs> exactly. All right, mama, so you don't have to be perfect. Okay, the next one we think every woman needs to know is you don't need a man to be strong. Oh my goodness. Now, Dar, I actually recommended this one when we were kind of putting together our list of 100 that you told me we couldn't do. Um, <laughs> and and I, I, this is kind of how we come up with what we want to talk on the show. We kind of pull from our own lives. And, you know, losing my husband unexpectedly in um, 2017 was a big deal for me. I had been married right out of college. Um, and so I'd been married 11 and a half years at the time when he died. And so now all of a sudden I'm single again, um, and raising a little boy and I floundered (laughs) for a while. Like, I feel like I'm just now starting to not flounder. Yay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but one of the things I really recognize is that I found myself really second guessing my ability to do life without a man to turn to, to get advice from, to um, fall back on. And, and I'm not even saying that, that that's wrong, but I recognize it about myself that now that I was alone, I questioned my ability to be strong. And the truth is, is I made it through. Absolutely. And I think the biggest problem when we start thinking we have to have a man for whatever, our child needs a father. Mm. Uh, we need someone to help us Somebody to fix the toilet. I don't know. Maybe they won't be good at that. No, seriously, I needed that. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Um, I borrowed friends' husbands. Yes. And I borrowed you at times. Yes. And you know what? That's what you need to do, ladies, because you don't want to fill a blank with just somebody. You Mm. don't want to say, I want a man in my world. I want a man in my life. And then put the wrong man in. Because you don't have to have that to be strong. You can be absolutely a strong, independent woman that finds people to depend on to do the things that need to be done. Um, But don't bring the wrong guy in just because you think it will help me be strong. The wrong guy will actually bring a whole heap of additional other really hard to live with circumstances into your life. Just trust me on that one. So you don't need a man to be strong. Okay, I love number seven, and partly because we actually have an accompanying article at the Grit and Grace Project that I'll link to that has this title. Just because she's pretty doesn't mean that you're not. Really? It, I mean, if we just got this truth. It's true. If we could just admire the beauty on the inside and the outside of the women who are doing life around us, we would just be so much better off. Yeah, because it seems like when you start comparing yourself, you're disappointed. I don't care who you're comparing yourself with. Mm -hmm. You will listen to what you shouldn't believe and start thinking, she's prettier than me. I'm not as pretty. And it doesn't even have to be, I'm not as pretty externally. It can be, I'm not as kind, Mm -hmm. or I'm not as gracious, or I'm not as forgiving. So just because she's attractive, she's pretty, she's pretty. 
you know, I guess I just can't live up to that. That's not true. I know something that I say about myself is she's just so quiet and patient. <laughs> yeah. And I do. I, I'm, I have had to really just embrace about myself that I'm not those things. Right. Not to say that I don't need to do better at being those things at times, but that's just not how I am. And so um, I have to, to really walk in my unique traits and abilities and appreciate the things that are different about somebody else and stop just always comparing and trying to measure up to the women around me. Well, and Julie, you know, I've always kidded you about being willing to talk all the time and chatter, (laughs) but you also know I've said that's God's gift in your life. That's Mm -hmm. something he created you to do. And there's a lot of people who have no interest in being (laughs) behind a microphone and doing what you do. Um, So that's one of the things we need to remember when we look to someone else is we may not be like them. In fact, we aren't going to be like them, but that does not devalue what we have Mm -hmm. that is important, priceless, and quite frankly, beautiful. Yeah. A grit and grace woman is able to champion the things that she sees in the women around her while also being proud of the gifts that she has. So just because she's pretty doesn't mean you're not. All right. I love this next one. (laughs) Number eight. This is really an important one. (laughs) Nobody's house is clean. Nobody's. Nobody's. Yeah. Mine is clean for one hour after the cleaners come. In fact, when I saw this on the outline today, I knew we were behind schedule and we needed to start recording, but I thought, ah, I need to text the cleaner. <laughs> that reminds me. Because <laughs> my house is certainly not clean right now. Yeah. But this is so true. Every time I go to a friend's house, I catch her saying, oh, sorry, the place is a mess as soon as I've walked in. And I know I say it when my friends walk in the door. Yeah, or don't trip over the toys on the floor. You know, I <laughs> yeah. tried to get them to put them away, but oh, I'm sorry. I should be a better mom. All of it. All of yeah. it. I mean, we all live in a little bit of the messy chaos of life, and that's just how it is. And we got to stop worrying about it. Start living instead of worrying about our house all the time. Yeah. And I wonder whose kitchen looks like an Instagram shot. I mean, really, do you not have things on your counter? Are there not dirty dishes half everywhere? In? Everywhere. Everywhere. Pots. Still there from last night? Sorry, didn't get around to cleaning them yet. I think that part of the reason this one gets to us is we kind of understand that there's a little bit of societal pressure, maybe even biblical pressure, that it's our responsibility as women to keep the home. And I'm actually even okay with that being true, but not to the point where we get so stressed about it that we can't enjoy the people in our home. Mm, True. Let's see. It was Christy Wright in the podcast we did with her that she said she chose rooms to be clean. Yes. There were oh, I love ones, that. I did too. There were ones that she said, I think it looked like a tornado had gone through and that was perfectly fine. <laughs> mm-hmm. But she had certain rooms that it mattered to her to be clean. So maybe that's the philosophy and you only take people in those rooms. I don't know. <laughs> For sure. I will. I'll link to that in the show notes. That episode was so good on so many levels. But yeah, we got to pick our battles, even when it comes to the fact that nobody's house is clean and it's completely okay. Julie, I think this one is amazingly important because we talk about being a strong woman, but sometimes we misinterpret what that looks like. This one is a strong woman knows when to quit and that's not failing. I love this concept. In fact, we actually have an article from Dr. Zoe Shaw on the site that pretty much pulls from this whole title. And when I read it for the first time, it was like, like a sigh of relief. We we want to push forward. We want to go. We want to do. We want to we want to succeed. And so we have this idea that sometimes when we need to walk away from something, that that's going to make us a failure. And that couldn't be further from the truth. 
there are times where we need to cut our losses and where saying no or no more is actually the epitome of strength. Well, and I think it's hard when you not only think it's going to make me a failure, you think someone else is going to think I'm failed. Mm -hmm. Someone's going to look at me and go, oh, what happened with that? Why didn't she keep going? Mm -hmm. And it doesn't matter what they think or not. When you know it's time to quit something, you're supposed to quit it. You may Mm -hmm. need to change what you're doing. You may need to go another route. You may find that the circumstances are not conducive to what you wanted to achieve at that point in time, and maybe it will be later. doesn't mean you're a failure, though. It means you need to regroup and go again. And maybe you're not so worried about quitting making you a failure. Some of us, the fact that we're even struggling in any process makes us feel like a failure. And just because you're struggling does not mean that you're failing. Sometimes the struggle is part of how you're going to get to the next thing. Yeah, it's perfectly okay to sit in the middle of the room in a puddle and eat a bunch of ice cream or whatever your... We need to find a sponsor that sells ice cream. We because do, because as much we... as we talk about it, like for real, Bluebell, hook us up. Yeah, I don't want just regular ice cream. I want it to have stuff in it, like cookie dough or you know Reese's Pieces or something. You know, And so if you're going to be in that puddle, make it count, girls. Um, but that doesn't mean you're not strong. That actually means you're walking through something and on the other side of it, you're going to be stronger. You're actually going to gain strength from the sadness, the grief, and learning how to change where you're at. And, and knowing sometimes when it's time to cut your losses and walk away is the greatest representation of the grit we talk about here at This Grit and Grace Life. So a strong woman knows when to quit, and that's not failing, ladies. All right. Number 10 is one of our favorites and something that if you take nothing else away from this episode, I hope you will hear this one. Nobody's too far gone for the grace of God. Nobody? Nobody. Nobody, no matter what? No matter what. Does it matter what you've done, what you're doing, where you're at in life? Yeah. I mean, and honestly, that's the scandalousness of the grace of Jesus, that sometimes we want to be like, you keep pushing me, like really everything, nothing, nothing. And uh, yeah, nothing. It makes me uncomfortable, but it's true. It is true because it's not like us because there, you know, there are things that we go enough, Mm -hmm. enough. Or that's just too much. That's just too much. Not going there. But you know what? Jesus will go into any of our messes. Mm -hmm. He will go into any of our places in life. There is nothing that he's fearful of. In fact, quite the opposite. He wants to be there Mm -hmm. with you in whatever it is that you're going through and dealing with. So there's no mistake that you could have made, you're currently making, you will make next week, even after we talk about this on this podcast. None of it can separate you if you've come to a place where you've put your faith and your trust in the finished work of Jesus Christ. If if you've come to a place where you recognize, wow, I, I am a sinner. I need somebody else's life in place of mine because I've, I've just missed the mark over and over and over again. And that's what the gospel is. We recognize that I've missed the mark and I need somebody to come in and take my place where I deserve God to be mad at me. Well, if you put your faith in Jesus, then God looks at him and you're all good, regardless of what you've done or will do. Doesn't even make sense. It doesn't. Doesn't make sense at all in our minds, which... He is God, so he doesn't have to make sense in our minds. But what is amazing to me, there was a time where I was just really struggling with some things, and 
I did a study on the phrases in the Bible, steadfast love, long-suffering. There, there are phrases that continue from the beginning of the Bible to the end. And it talks about the constancy of and the faithfulness of the God we serve. And, you know, just take a little bit of time, go through the Old Testament, go through the New Testament, read about the people that are very much like us mm-hmm. and did all kinds of stuff that they should have just been thrown out. And they weren't. Mm -hmm. They weren't. And we won't be either. I can't think of anyone who's written about in the Bible that is written about because they were always good. You know what's funny? Oh, Jesus. Excuse me, Jesus. Oh, yeah. That's true. (laughs) He's the only one. He's the only one. He's the only one. Yeah. There was a time when I was trying to rebuild my faith and I was talking to a friend and I said, how are you doing, Bill? He said, about to be spewed out of the mouth of God. (laughs) And I went, spewed. Where did that come from? Oh, yeah, it's somewhere in the book of Revelation. And I I said, Bill, God doesn't want to spew us, not at all. He doesn't want to spit us out. He doesn't want to get rid of us. He actually wants us to come back. He wants us to walk with him, and he will walk with us no matter what circumstances we find ourselves in. So if you're hearing this and, and you're struggling to believe that, I just hope that you will make a choice to believe this truth that is said over you, even in those moments where... It's hard to believe. Stop dwelling in your past mistakes. Stop dwelling in the mistakes that you're likely to make again. And trust that nobody is too far gone for the grace of our good God. Yeah, and realize that our mistakes, they don't define us. They simply make us more of what we're capable of becoming. So they can be used to make us better. I'm sure you were wishing that we covered 90 more things that you need to know to be a strong woman. (laughs) I'm not. Or you're so thankful for Dar and her wisdom (laughs) in corralling my crazy ideas. But do stay tuned. Be watching for the 100 things that you need for your Grit and Grace life coming soon to the Grit and Grace Project. But we do want to leave you with one quote to wrap up this episode. And this is short and sweet and exactly what you need as you walk into the next week of your Grit and Grace life. Actually, you can. You can. Whatever you're facing, you can. We'll catch you on the next one. Thanks for listening to another episode of this Grit and Grace Life podcast brought to you by the Grit and Grace Project online magazine. Whether you're listening in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or streaming the show, be sure to take a couple moments to subscribe, rate, and review so you never miss the next episode. You can also share the show with a friend you think might enjoy living a Grit and Grace life with us. Every week we share all the details on everything we discuss in the episode at thegritandgraceproject.org. We'll catch you on the next one.